you wonderful, beautiful people. This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it will be August 3rd on the podcast, Wisdom app. You guys are hearing it right now in real time. I'm definitely late. I'm jumping on to the episode today. It is in the afternoon. My youngest daughter had a dentist appointment this morning. And then by the time we got home, it was time for lunch. And then I've been working on rereading my book. You guys, it's actually in the process of being published by Trilogy Christian Pub- Trilogy Christian Publishing. They are a branch off of TBN. You guys, TBN um, is a huge Christian network, um, Trinity Broadcasting Network, and they have a publishing company. And so um, I partnered with them, and I'm in the process of getting the book done. But anyway, you guys, I want to share some things with you that have kind of been on my heart for a while, you know, just in light of everything that's been going on. Um, A new podcast was just released today called Don't Worry. And if you guys are in the world right now worried about food shortages and everything going on in the world, I definitely encourage you to listen to it because, uh, you know, God's people and our response to that information should be completely different than what I've been seeing. And like the panic and the stress and the panic buying and, oh my God, what are we going to do? And I'm like, what do you mean? What are we going to do? Aren't we going to believe what God said? Don't worry about your life, but you'll eat, drink, or wear. Seek the kingdom first and everything else will be given to you. Um, you guys, I want to share some scriptures with you, with you that I read this morning. And I'm just going to go through them really quick and uh, just discuss it with you guys as we go. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and pray really quick. And uh, you guys can, uh, you know, just join in on the conversation. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Um, I pray, Lord, you guide and direct the conversation today. I thank you, God, for your words. I thank you, Lord, that you give us stability. And uh, I thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit being in the hearts of those who, who believe and trust you. I thank you, God, that we can stake our life on your words. You say that this world will pass away, but your words will never pass away, Lord. The world is going to go at one point, God. We know you're going to come back at some point, Lord. And I just pray that while we're waiting for you to come back, that we will be the salt of the earth. We will preserve We will let you preserve our lives so we can preserve the lives of other people, Lord. Let us get this stuff inside of our own hearts first, Lord. Um, I pray that your words would take root in our hearts and grow and bear fruit. And people would see the fruit of our lives, God. And, uh, you know, we can be the true witnesses that you've called us to be. So I love you, Lord. Pray you've gotten this conversation. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. All right, you guys. So I'm just going to read some scriptures that I was in starting in Isaiah. So this was the first one, Isaiah 43.10. It says, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I've chosen, that you you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. I have declared and saved, I proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Indeed, before the day was, I am he, and there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work, and who will reverse it? So the first thing that stuck out, you guys, like I said, is he says we are his witnesses. You know, and I'm like, where are the witnesses? Where are the people truly that say they know the Lord? And where is the the evidence of that? What is the fruit? And I remember when I first became a Christian, you know, um, you know, actually, I wanted to follow the Lord really since I was like five years old. You know, my mom said she knew the Lord, but I really didn't see any difference in her life. My mom's life looked like anybody else who doesn't know the Lord. So it's kind of confusing. And then, um, 
you know, when I uh, was 10 years old, we moved into this neighborhood. And so I met a girl down the street, hung out with her family. They went to church and stuff, got baptized with her, but they looked like my parents, you know, they did the same old things or whatever. They, you know, same stresses, same habits, whatever. So I was like, well, um, okay. So finally, when I turned 19 and I started seeking the Lord again, I just remember that question coming back to my mind. Like what's, what's going to be the distinction? Like what makes a Christian different from a non-Christian? How are our lives going to look different? Because I don't know about you guys. I grew up my whole life worrying about what I was going to eat, drink or wear. I told you guys, you know, um, there was a season where, uh, I was living with my mom, you know, in a van down by the river, literally. Uh, I was homeless a lot as a kid, not my whole life, but there was probably a couple years of my life when I was younger that um, I was just living with my mom and, you know, the vehicle that we had at the time, living off of food stamps. You guys remember the food coupons I had back in the day, not the EBT cards, but the actual coupons. And I remember when I was younger, my stepdad, uh, he would give us all like one or two dollars worth. And, you know, back when they still had penny candy. So we would go to this gas station. This is a brand new gas station that just, just opened up. And the guy would let my dad do this. So we would buy penny candy. And then we would only be able to get like maybe 25 cents worth. And then we would cash them in and they would have to give you the change. So that's how my dad got beer money. Okay. We would have the food coupons. We would get like 50 cents in candy. And then he would get a dollar 50 to go towards his, to go towards his uh, beer. So anyway, the point is, is, you know, um, I grew up on food stamps. Um, you know, TANF, all this crazy stuff. And I just remember worrying about my life so much as a kid, you know, and even as an adult, it just became a number one priority for me to have, you know, stability for myself, stability for my children. And when I started following the Lord again, when I was 19, I remember I started reading Matthew six. I didn't even know Jesus said this, but he goes, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, drink or wear, seek the kingdom first and everything else will be added to you. And that blew my mind because I grew up worrying my whole life. And I don't know about you guys, um, you know, but I'm sure you can relate even worrying at different times as an adult, you know, how are we going to pay these bills? We're going to do about this. We're going to do about that. That is like, that's what everybody does. <laughs> that's what we're taught. And, um, once I read that, I was like, wow, I didn't even know that was a possibility. I didn't even know that we had the opportunity to actually, you know, have some respite from that. <laughs> and you guys, I'm telling you, it's a learned thing. Um, I, I still, you know, have to practice trusting the Lord with, you know, everything that's going on, but it gets easier over time as you surround your heart and your thoughts and your, you know, if you get more vulnerable with God and you acknowledge the things that you believe that, you know, where you realize, wow, Lord, okay, I, I don't think you're going to take care of me or I'm having a hard time believing that God will actually bring you into a place where you will become, um, you will live out the reality of what he says. And that's all I'm saying is, when are we the witnesses that we're supposed to be? When are we literally going to reflect the truth of what God said? Like our lives are supposed to be a reflection of what he said. That's all truth is, you guys. What is truth? Truth is reality. All right. And sometimes when people talk about truth, they make it super complicated, super, you know, it's it's not concrete. It's like whatever truth is relative. It's whatever. And that's I think that's true to a degree because we all have different lives. We all have different experiences. And that's that's the truth of your life. Okay. But then when you become a Christian, you have the truth of what God says, and you have to somehow try to unite the truth of your life and the truth of what God says together. Okay. And, and that's what happens as you acknowledge where you're at, right? As you acknowledge the, the truth in your own heart, and maybe sometimes where you don't believe God, right? That's a form of truth. When you acknowledge, Lord, I don't believe you, you're coming into agreement with him at times because he knows you always, he knows that there are times that you don't. 
And as you acknowledge the unbelief, God transforms that un unbelief into belief as you acknowledge those types of things. But anyway, our lives are supposed to be a mirror of the truth of what he said. And I'm just not really seeing that these days. And I think this is so important to remember. We're supposed to be his witnesses. So let me move forward with this, you guys. It says, thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power, they shall lie down together, they shall not rise. They are extinguished, they are quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, and that's that's the amazing thing about God too, is uh, God does make our lives new. You know, as we start to acknowledge things in our life that have hurt us, things that have, you know, keep us from, you know, growing and developing and making progress in our lives, you know, God does make everything new. And that's the vulnerable part of being a Christian. We can no longer live in the old meetings and the old tapes that we have in our mind. You know, we all have experiences, right guys? You know, we've, we've been through things and as we go through different experiences, we attach certain meanings to that, right? And that's why some people get stuck because sometimes they think an experience means this and so they can lock themselves in on certain things and then they can feel super frustrated at the same time because they're not making the progress that they wanna make. And that's why it's vulnerable to be a Christian because God calls us to unlearn those, you know, sort of trauma habits that we developed growing up as children, right? And so um, that's when I read that, you know, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. You know, the Lord is telling us not to live by our old tapes in our minds. And so I'm going to keep reading some more scriptures to you guys. Um, let me see here. Um, yeah. Remember thee, O Jacob and Israel, for you are my servant. I formed you. You are my servant. O Israel, you will not be forgotten by me. I've blotted out like a thick cloud your transgressions and like a cloud your sins. Return to me, for I've redeemed you. You know, it's so amazing how um, we forget really what what God has done for us through Christ. You know, a lot of people treat salvation as a one-time transaction. Like, okay, God, um, you're going to save me when I go to heaven, but I got to figure all the rest of this out. Do you guys know what the word salvation means? Salvation means deliverance, any means of deliverance from danger, evil, or ruin. You guys look it up in the dictionary, like for real. You know, start asking yourself what some of these things mean. Because when I was in the when I was in the Christian community per se, or just like the church setting, nobody talked about this. Nobody really put meat on the bone. You know, these are things I've learned over the last seven or eight years in my relationship with the Lord as a result of things that I've gone through. And uh, you know, I just started looking things up on my own, like condemnation. Do you guys know what condemnation is? It means to express an opinion against yourself. How many of you do that on a daily basis? or you express an opinion against somebody else, right? That's condemnation. And because we don't understand these dynamics just in our daily life, it's really hard for us to see what, what God has done. And, you know, he's like, look, I've blotted out your transgressions. You know, God's, God really has forgiven us. And you guys remember what Jesus said? I don't know how many of you guys read the Bible out there. I highly recommend it if uh, you really want to get acquainted with this God that I'm talking about. He goes, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. Now, you guys, when he said that, some of his disciples were like, whoa, that is a hard saying. What are you talking about? It sounds kind of crazy, right? But when you really break it down, you know, it says the word became flesh. Everything that you see on this earth is all a result of God speaking it into existence. It has a physical manifestation, okay? 
So Jesus become, became physically manifested, you know, for a time period. Now he's going to come back, which is going to be great. I'm totally looking forward to that. But he was here on this earth in the flesh, dwelling with his disciples. And, you know, he said, unless you eat my flesh and, and, and drink my blood. So his flesh is his word. Okay. How many of you read God's word? And if you don't, like I said, I highly recommend you start figuring out who he is. And if you do, how many of you are living by the revelation that he's given to you? How many of you are seeking him? How many of you are, you know, growing in your relationship with the Lord in that way? And if you're not growing, why not? And that's why you guys, I cannot wait for you guys to get the devotional in your hands. Nuggets of truth. It's going to help you guys dig through so much of this stuff. I, I'm, I'm extremely vulnerable in the devotional, sharing my own struggles with you guys, a lot of things I've been through and how, you know, the Lord led me to the places of understanding that I'm at now that I wasn't always at before. And I think this is stuff that needs to be in the hands of every single person that has a relationship with the Lord. And so anyway, um, you're supposed to eat his flesh and drink his blood. You're supposed to live by his revelation every single day. Okay. Whether it's his written word, right. And as you read it and you start pondering it, for example, if it says, you know, um, don't worry about your life, but you'll eat, drink or wear. If you find yourself having a hard time accepting those words, cause that's what all belief means. Believe just means to accept is true. If you're struggling to accept that is true, that's an area of growth you can work on. You can be like, okay, Lord, why don't I believe you about this? Why am I resisting this? What experiences have I had that's kind of keeping me stuck in the past? What do I believe about you? Or what do you, you know, that's the other thing too. A lot of people these days get kind of stuck in the whole church trauma. And that's, that's a relevant thing, you know, people's experiences again, but at the end of the day, you know, um, God's, God is his own separate individual in the equation. And, you know, he's not responsible for how people have presented them themselves to you, you know, all in the name of his word, right? You got to find him on your own at the end of the day. You guys, the Pharisees did a terrible job uh, representing who God was. And that's why God pretty much fired him, you know, and when Jesus Christ came. Sorry, guys, I just got a water break there. Um, okay, eat his flesh, drink his blood. His blood is the forgiveness. You guys have to take that in every single day. You cannot have any type of blame, shame, condemnation, or judgment flowing within yourself on a daily basis. That's the stuff that hinders you. And so you've got to get really comfortable with God forgiving you on a daily basis. All right. And you've got to start dealing with those things that are holding you back and got you stuck. Or, or if you are feeling blame and shame and condemnation and judgment, those are areas you can work on too. You know, those are just areas and indicators of growth and healing that needs to happen in your life. And that's the beauty of having the Holy Spirit and grace in your life. You know, a, a lot of times Christian communities can uh, talk about the grace card and they can say, you know, uh, that's just a license to sin. They completely legalize everything. And it's like, you are only saved by grace. And this is how I like to talk about grace, you guys. I like to talk about grace as a thought process. All right. You know, it, it's kind of like when you're thinking about something going on in your life and then all of a sudden a solution comes to you and you're like, oh my God, I never thought about it like that. Oh, wow. It's that aha moment. It's that perspective shift. It's like that, you know, wow, that, okay, I can do that, right? That's really, that's how I like to talk about God's grace. That's how I like to see it. Every single person has problems. They got issues. They got things going on. And the only thing that is going to hinder you sometime will, will hinder you every single time is how you think about it. And that's the beauty of having a relationship with God. As you talk to him about those things that got you burdened and stressed and shamed and condemned and feeling judged or whatever, this internal dialogue you've got going on within yourself. As you talk to him about that and you try to get some understanding and insight, you're going to have those moments of grace where it's like, oh, wow, I never thought of, I thought about it like that. 
you know, and then you start getting this revelation going even deeper and that's going to change your life. But no one really talks about Christianity like that either. Um, you know, Christianity has become very rule bound and legalistic and, and sort of bumper guarded. You know, me and my husband were kind of talking about this this morning. I think it's like in first Peter or second Peter talks about shepherds or elders of the church. You know, basically elders in the church are supposed to be the seasoned believers. And it says, uh, not to lord it over people, but to lead by example. And I think a lot of times people don't like to lead by example because it requires vulnerability. It requires people to be open about their lives. It requires them to share their life, you know, the, the shame hole that God has uh, pulled them out of. It requires them to show up and be human. And most people are afraid to do that. So in order for them to feel more secure, like they're doing right, they just give you a list of things to do and, and give you rules, but they don't give you any context. They don't give you any understanding as to why you should do the things you do. It's kind of like growing up in a household with parents who, you know, just tell you what to do, but they don't give you the moral reason why. They don't give you any type of understanding or insight. They're just constantly do this and do that. And so as you get older, you're like, what are you talking about? Hold on just a second, guys. What's up? And just a little bit. Yeah, you guys, I gotta get off here soon. My kids are waiting for me to take them to the library. But uh, anyway, it's it's it becomes that, you know, we don't have any understanding and then we get frustrated. How many of you got frustrated growing up having parents who, you know, didn't tell you anything? They were just like, nope, yes and no, and that was it. Um, and that's really what Christianity is kind of boiled down to. Um, you know, and then they use God's word to compound it. But anyway, I don't want to get into that too much, you guys. I'm getting off base here. So let me see if there's anything else I want to share with you guys. So um, this was uh, Isaiah 45. And he goes, look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. I sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That to me, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath. He shall say, surely in the Lord, I have righteousness and strength. To him, men shall come and all shall be ashamed who are incensed against him. I was actually going to look that up today. I forgot to do that. In the Lord, all the descendants of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. Let me see if I can look that up really quick for you guys. I'm not sure what this word means, incensed. So it's I-N-C-E-N-S-E-D. Let me see. Give me some definite. Oh, very angry. <laughs> who are angry against him, who are enraged. Wow. So there's people out there who are literally enraged against God, right? And, uh, you know, I think a lot of that comes from trauma. I think a lot of that comes from things that people have been through and liars and manipulators. And you guys, I talk about that in my devotional too. I talk about, uh, what manipulation is. I talk about how, um, you know, that whole idea of God, why is this happening? I talk about intentions. There's so many things in this. You guys, I cannot wait for you guys to get your hands on it, but it says, look to me, all the ends of the earth be saved. You guys, I'm telling you, we really don't have anything to worry about if you have a relationship with God. There's, there's so many scriptures. The whole point of reading the Bible is to read stories of people who had a relationship with God and how God responded. This is not about how do I do what they did? It's about how did God respond to the humans that were seeking him, right? What was the relationship like? How did they, you know, what, how, what were those dynamics? And you know, you know, David, right? The one, the man after God's own heart. And then a lot of people were like, well, he did this and he did that, right? Everyone can paint anybody's life and you know, all types of accusations for all types of things. But anyway, the point is, is because David was real about what, where he was and what he did. And he was honest about himself. He was a man after God's own heart. And God is after people who are after truth and truth is reality. And if you can face the reality of your own heart 
and where you're at and you can do that before God and you can ask him to forgive you and you can get into that relationship with him. It's going to change your life and you're going to be saved, right? Um, and that's the point. Again, salvation, any means of deliverance from danger, evil, or ruin. That has been God's heart from the beginning. Oh, that's what I was going to say. David, he goes, I've never seen the righteous begging bread. Who are the righteous? The righteous people are the ones who believe God, you guys. That is it. How did I get that definition? Read Romans chapter four when it talks about Abraham. It says he believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. So righteousness and believing God are equal. They go hand in hand. All right. And so that's really the, the most uh, important thing you can do is believe him. And believing is accepting his truth. And if you're not accepting God's word as truth, if you're struggling with that, you better find out why. You better find out why, what the heck is going on. And it says right here, you know, everybody who is enraged against God is going to be ashamed. So if you've been enraged against God for a time, you know, go to him anyway. You, you're probably going to need him one day. I can guarantee it. If you don't know, if you don't think you need him now, you will sure down the road. And that's the interesting thing about people. You know, you are going to be crying out to God one day over some situation and you're going to need him. And, uh, you know, if you're sincere, right, if you really want to know him, he's going to show up, it says, seek him and you'll find him. Right. And so, you know, God, and here's the thing, God's love is not fragile. He can handle all of our insecurities and all of our struggles and, you know, the things that we, um, maybe accuse him of that he had nothing to do with, right. You know, a lot of stuff going on out in the world. And so anyway, you guys, God's people are going to be okay. And we need to really get serious about, you know, mirroring the truth of what he said. And if we're not doing that, that's okay. Take a step back. Lord, why is my life not reflecting the truth of what you said? How, why, how am I, how come I'm not in alignment with that? Right? Um, cause if we're not mirroring what he said, you guys were liars. All right. And we don't want to be liars. I don't want to be a liar. You know, um, I want to completely reflect what God has to say. God, what God has to say is good. Who doesn't want peace in their life? Who doesn't want to know that, you know, they're going to be taken care of and, and God's got their back. Right. I mean, I want that. I need that. And I know I can't create that for myself. Think about all the people out there who are so worried about those things. What are you going to do when your supplies run out? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, people have to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. And, you know, the Lord's going to take care of us. He gives us wisdom and practical wisdom. You guys, I'm not talking about just being completely mindless and stupid and this or that. I'm saying when you know you're doing the best you can, right, you're trying to make the best decisions that you can. You know what? The best we can sometimes ain't enough. Sometimes we need God's grace, you guys, I'm telling you. And uh, we should be able to stake our lives on it and we can and we can live off of it. But we need to see more people out in the Christian community that are serious about it. So anyway, you guys, I'm going to pop off here. I got to go and load the dishwasher before I leave. I got to take my kids to the library. You guys, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Thank you, Wisdom App, for being out there and all your support. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. Be sure to check out my podcast, Daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell. It's on the Wisdom App. It's also on Spotify, iTunes. You guys, there's like 257 episodes on there. I just released one today called Don't Worry. And then there's also a life coaching series on there that started January 20th, 2020, all the way through May 21st, 2020, where I walk you guys through the process the Lord walked me through to establish an identity in your character and values and not in your circumstances, performance, or other people's opinions. And the other thing is that will be in the devotional as well, you guys. So anyway, I'm going to pop off here, you guys. I will talk to you next time.